In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In today's Gospel reading, uh, we read from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke, and we find that the general theme today is, um, is God's love and His commandment for us to follow His way of granting love, mercy, and forgiveness to others, especially those who from our perspective are either evil or undeserved, undeserving of those graces. And Jesus, at the end of the Gospel reading, he reveals how this can be done, which is only by relieving others of our judgment towards them. And we find this consistently in, today's, in, in all of the readings, right? Uh, St. Paul, in, in the epistles, speaking, do not have any grudges towards another. All of the readings today are, are speaking about judgment and judging others and loving others. So he says today, in today's Gospel reading, Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. It is to say that if I realize that I am deserving of judgment, I will not judge others. If I realize that I am deserving of condemnation, then I will not condemn others. If I realize that I am undeserving of forgiveness, then I will not deny forgiveness to others. So what are we striving for in order to do this? And we find the key answer in today's uh, St. Paul's epistle to the Colossians. And we read, and St. Paul was speaking about all of the different ministers and the preachers that were going to visit them. And so he said, Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all of the will of God. That you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. So today I want to reflect on integrity. Integrity in Christ, because integrity comes from the word integer, meaning something that is whole, something that is complete and not fragmented. And the truth about humanity's integrity is that it can only be possible in Christ and in nothing else. There is no fulfillment that can make me whole without Jesus Christ. There is no job, there is no child, there is no spouse, there is no position, no amount of money. None of those things will make us complete or whole. And if they do, then there will be a day in which we, be, we will be super disappointed. There is the saying that if truth, the truth that integrity is made only possible in Jesus, that if truth for me comes before self-fulfillment, then I will have both. And if self-fulfillment comes before truth, then I will end up with neither. And so I want to come to this truth in a real way. But I have to be honest with myself about who I really am. The first time that humanity lost their integrity by dishonesty was Adam and Eve when they ate from the forbidden fruit. Because it was in this temptation that they made themselves their own masters. They were not honest with themselves about who God is, that God is everything. And so they hid from God. Again, as if 
God is only privy to the to the things that happen in public or or in church or in certain places. But regardless of the physical of the physical presence of God, God is in everything. Everything is observed. And we can think of it like in a marriage. That and of course in a marriage it's still an imperfect example because uh, not everything can be observed by humans. But your spouse is not with you 24-7, but that relationship or that commitment is not about proximity. There are times when I'm married and times when I'm not married. Either I'm in it or I'm not. The integrity of my marriage is held up by me being honest with myself about who I really am. And I must be honest that I am a married man and I am not my own master. My wife now has authority over me and me over her. And there are boundaries that I must create. And that truth comes before any self-fulfillment. We can't be faithful to our spouses just in front of them or just in the big things. I have to be faithful in every little decision that I make, and it shouldn't be a complicated decision. They are simple boundaries, and it is because I am committed. And the essence of integrity is to be simple, and I don't mean simple-mindedness, but simplicity to be uncompounded, to be unornamented, to be uncomplicated. The simple person, no matter where they are, what they're doing, what they're thinking, or what they're saying, everything is the same. Everything I do is what I think, is what I say. And in today's Catholic Epistle, St. James, he addresses this point. And he says, but, of all, but above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no, lest you fall into judgment. St. James, in today's epistle, he's, he is reiterating something that Christ himself said in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 5, when the Lord said, But I say to you, do not swear, so do not make any promises at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. <coughs> Jesus is saying, everything is mine. The heavens are mine, the earth is mine. So he, he's saying this because people might make these like light oaths, where they say, you know, I swear on my... On my Father's grave. I swear on on Jerusalem. I swear on the temple. And Jesus is saying, it doesn't matter. Like you think that it has to do with like uh, if you swear against this, then then whatever oath you make is somehow less meaningful. Christ is saying, the heaven is mine, the earth is mine, Jerusalem, the city of the great King, is mine. And He's saying that your head. The hairs on your head, you can't even choose whether the hairs on your head are black or white because it is mine. He's saying everything that belongs to me, everything is observed. And because of that truth, and because of our commitment to each other, the truth remains simple. Yes or no. There isn't, well, there are my worldly affairs, 
and then there are my spiritual affairs. Everything is observed. Everything is part of my relationship with God. Just like in marriage and in any relationship, part of that commitment, again, has nothing to do with proximity. It has to do with the commitment that exists. And integrity is hard. To be complete and whole in Christ has its challenges, and we can see in, in St. Paul's in, in St. Paul's life, in today's reading of the Act of Acts, he was committed to spend to spreading the truth, despite how others perceived him. St. Paul, his goal was not to please people, because his confidence was in God. And nowadays, we're scared to upset people. We're we're scared to express our opinion honestly when we're asked. We beat around the bush. We try to excuse everything. We try to sugarcoat. Not to say that, of course, that truth doesn't require discernment in how it's expressed, but truth cannot be dodged at the expense of judgment. St. Paul, he dedicated his life to truthfulness, having integrity. And in today's, in today's uh, Acts reading, chapter 18, we read, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching. Right. So there's this sort of marriage, there's this relationship, there's this commitment. Testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Even the greatest apostle had a moment of sort of dishonesty, you could say, with himself, because he again had this commitment. But he, and he wanted to deny these people, the Jews, because of judgment. Uh, but the Lord reassured him right after. And the Lord told him, don't be discouraged because many of them, you think that they're not listening to you. But there, a lot of them are listening to you. And he even went to the leader of the synagogue and found that in secret he was, he was baptized and he was a believer. And so he told St. Paul, don't think that you're, you are without fruit, all of your labor. And so he told him to preach and not to be silent. And so there was this sort of repentance. Now we do the same. Yet we let our yeses be yes and our no be no. And sometimes we say we say no to God at the wrong time and, and, and unintentionally. And St. Paul, he did the same. But he leads us, we are led to repentance. God opens the door for us to repent. But yet the relationship is simple. And the relationship is always about that everything is observed and that everything belongs to God and that in every decision I make, it's a simple decision. Does this follow the will of God? This is not the will of the will of God. Despite that I lose out on opportunities, that I lose out on so many great things, yet my yes is yes and my no is no. And so we also live in a society in which integrity in Christ can seem fruitless. But Jesus again is saying to us, you don't understand what the truth does for humanity. Even among you, even among what you perceive to be an evil people, yet he is above all of this. And so, he's saying, let your yes be yes and your no, no. Because if you, as my children, can't abide with me in integrity, then who will? And our integrity starts with a promise and commitment to God. Our promise 
to God is not about having a, certain, a perfect moral track record. But it is a promise to be honest about my dishonesty. To be honest about my dishonesty. To be honest about my dependence on Him. And that this is what will give me freedom in my life. I heard this guy saying that making commitments and being true to people is the only way to have freedom in the face of an unpredictable future. Making a commitment puts aside any of the fluctuations of feelings. This, I heard this, this man say, since I got married, my wife has lived with five men, and they were all me. Same person, different, but, the, but people change, right? And so the common identity was their commitment to each other. Despite the fluctuations in what happened in that person's life over those decades of being married, yet what, what kept them together is their commitment to each other. Commitment to a spouse is what makes a marriage. Commitment to a child is what makes a parent. And commitment to God is what makes us human. And going back to the Gospel, God wants us to show love, mercy, and forgiveness. He teaches us that we have to experience the need for those things first and to do that which, we, that which must be made complete. We must desire integrity. Integrity through honesty, through simplicity, through clarity and through commitment, may the Lord grant us these virtues that we may be strengthened in our relationship with Him. To Him be the glory both now and ever, and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. That's it,